अर्थवादी अर्थप्रिय माई वेरी ओल्ड फ्रेंड ऑल ऑर्डर मेंबर्स यू हैव हर्ड अ वेरी गुड टॉक फ्रॉम तारा हृदय एंड आई एम लिटल बिट डिप्रेस्ड सो ऑफकोर्स her life is different my life is different her uh, coming into contact with the movement is different my coming into contact with the uh, movement is altogether different so definitely there will be a difference between her life and my life and my practice and her practice as uh, you heard from ratna sagara he is a very very good friend of mine and uh, he was very young hardly 16 i think 15 16 and uh, i went to his house he was not happy and i said what happened and then he told whole of his story and then i kept on going to his house his i met uh, his mother father and sisters brother and uh, i became a friend of their family uh, and uh, there are so many families in the place where i started my first uh, three ratna work and that is a uh, pimpri that area is called pimpri and uh, there are there were 4000 factories around that uh, area and many many slums because the people who work in factories they i mean their life is miserable in a sense that they they get lot of money but uh, they drink they smoke and they just spend their money i remember when uh, when uh, he became a mitra afterwards but uh he came to our class i was leading a class and uh, the class was in a very small shed having uh, corrugated sheets and uh, we call chatai around and uh, this fellow came and uh, he was in the habit of drinking but uh, coming along to our classes he left drinking and he said i am saving lot of money now what to do with that money <laughs> i said uh, you do one thing uh, you run one children's class so that you you have to study dr baba saheb ambedkar's life you have to study uh, the buddha's life and then you tell stories to the children and uh, children will get attracted and you are saving money so you distribute chocolates and some other things to children so they will get attracted because of chocolates <laughs> so they started uh children there were so many 20 25 children from the uh, that locality and uh, their parents they were very happy 
that our children are learning uh, refuges and precepts and uh, then all Triyaratma uh, Vandana and other uh, verses. And also, uh, they are little bit practicing ethics. So they were very happy. And they were ashamed that actually we are drinking and these children, they are practicing ethics. So they learned from their children and they also became uh, a good, I mean, became good persons. So this was the change. I mean, many, many incidents are there. Many, many examples are there that many people change their lives. Not only people, but whole, whole of the, the family. In India, if one becomes uh, a, Buddha, a Buddhist, that doesn't mean that others are non-Buddhists. So all are Buddhists. But some are practicing Buddhists, some are so-called Buddhists. So that is the difference. And I was also one of the so-called Buddhists in the beginning. I didn't know much about uh, Buddhism. Uh, my father was very much interested in Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar's uh, literature, his talks. And uh, I also got interested into that. My father was illiterate. But uh, uh, he used to buy one weekly, which was published by Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar. And uh, I used to read that weekly, whatever the articles were there, uh, to my community members. They were all illiterate. They were not able to read or write. So I used to tell uh, whatever is written in the articles. And that way I came to know Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar. Of course, all the people in my locality, they came to know what Dr. Ambedkar is. And I also started uh, knowing Dr. Ambedkar. That was from my childhood. When Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar, he embraced Buddhism in 1956. I was 12 or 13 years old. I did not go to Nagpur, but my father, he came to know that some conversion ceremony took place in Nagpur and he was very much interested in that. But I am very fortunate enough that in 1957-58, one conversion program held in my town. And Dr. Ambedkar's son and nephew, they uh, gave the diksha to many people. Many, many thousand people, many, many thousand people were there. And so I became that way a Buddhist, real Buddhist in 1957-58. Although I became a Buddhist, I didn't know much about Buddhism. And this went up to... Uh, I think nineteen six uh, seventy-eight, but in between, I mean, in the meantime, I was very much in search of Buddhism. I was I was very much in search of Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar's literature, and uh, I uh, bought many books, tried to learn Buddhism, but there was no one to teach Buddhism. As you know, Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar, he uh, died just within six weeks after his conversion and uh, a vacuum was created that time. He was not there and nobody was there to teach Buddhism. Dr. Ambedkar's grief was that his, uh, he, he once he told to uh, Bhante in 
56 that he is very much worried about three things. He was very ill and that meeting took place in Delhi. Uh, 54 Buddhists from Northeast India, they were with Bhante Sangarakshita. And uh, Bhante met Dr. Ambedkar in 1956. And he, Dr. Ambedkar told his concerns about his community. He said, I am very much worried about three things. One thing is that my community, there is always a faction. Factionalism is a major thing there. Then second thing, he said, dowry system. Because of dowry, I mean, many girls, they could not get married. There's a lot of dowry we have to give to the husband's uh, uh, family. So this, this is the second thing he was very much worried about. And third thing he said, he is very much worried about drinking problem. Because, so these three things, they, uh, they were actually giving very much trouble to him, very much trouble to his life. And uh, he expressed these three things to Bhante Sangarakshita in 1956. And as you know, now I can say that these three things, Bhante Sangarakshita is struggling hard through Triratna, uh, uh, our organization. And many people now, they are ready not to take dowry. If they want to marry their uh, daughters, they are ready not to take dowry. Then I can't say about factionalism. Factionalism is increased more and more. After Dr. Ambedkar, many, many factions are there in his uh, movement, in his party. So that thing is not yet sorted out and Bhante could not sort out that thing. He was also very much uh, uh, not happy because many people from different organizations when Bhante was in India, they were coming to him and they were telling him, you work for our party, you work for our organization. And he said, I am not going to work for any organization. And that this is one of the reasons that Bhante left India because he could not do what he wanted to do. Once he said that uh, Triratna movement means what is the remaining work of Dr. Baba Sahib Ambedkar, we are taking it up. We are fulfilling it. So this is the aim of Triratna. Once he wrote to me and he wrote in his letter that way. So ours is a not uh, different movement. It is the work which was uh, not fulfilled by Dr. Baba Sabambedkar, we are fulfilling it in India. So, I, in 1956, this happened and afterwards, I was also struggling very much. But, what happened? Once, by chance, I happened to attend one of the talks given by Lokamitra. Lokamitra came in 1978 to India, along with Padma Vajra and Kula Ratna, one more order member was there, you may not be knowing him. So, these three people, they came to India and uh, they started the movement. And I happened to attend one talk given by Lokamitra and I was 
yes, I thought that this is what I wanted for a long time. And since then, I am in this moment. 1978 onwards, I actually uh, wanted what I wanted. And uh, then I start, uh, started learning from them. Padma Vajrais, Lokamitra and Kularatna. They, had they not been there, what would be uh, the position of Indian people, Indian so-called Buddhists, I can't uh, imagine. So because of them, I mean, the lives of many, many people, uh, they changed. So in 1979, Bhante came to India and uh, in February 79, he gave three talks, public talks, and they were I mean, whole big ground was there and it was full. Maybe 5,000, 6,000 people that time. That I am talking about 1979. So he gave three talks. And uh, one is, I mean, yeah, now, a Buddha, man or God. That, that was first talk. Second was about the Dhamma. And third was the Buddha uh, uh, and uh, uh, his... Uh, Sangha, about the Sangha. So, these three talks, I think we can read now, they, they are available. So, this is the uh, starting of our movement and we say that our movement started in 1979. But actually, it started in 1978, before uh, Bhante's visit to India. Uh, I could say that uh, our movement here in England, it started in 1967 and uh, uh, you all know that it started from a basement in London somewhere, I don't know, the street. Monmouth <laughs> Which one? Monmouth. 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 I, I can't uh, pronounce also that. <laughs> so, uh, in India also, uh, our movement started uh, in a very peculiar way. One lady was there, her name was Rita and her house name was Rita House. She was a Christian lady and she used to take out her car from her garage on Sunday. And we used to have our class in that garage. So she used to leave for church at 10.30 or so and uh, then we used to enter in, in that garage, clean the garage and put up some shrine. We don't know how to put up the shrine, what Buddha is, where to where to put Buddha, where to put Dr. Ambedkar. We, we didn't know anything. And by the time she comes back, we have to vacate that garage because she has to keep her car there. So this was the situation our, our movement started there. That is with meditation and with some Dhamma study. It was very difficult for us. No, no cushions. We are seeing now cushions. No question of cushions. We don't. We didn't know what cushions are. <laughs> we were sitting on floor, and we were very young. I was 33 then, and old people they used to come, and they, uh, I, I used to go first and put my back to the wall, and these old people used to come. Hey, get up! You are young, you sit in the middle and let, let us have the support of the wall. <laughs> so, we, we have to get up. 
because we were very young that time. So this was the situation. No cushion, nothing, nothing. And this, uh, our movement started. Rupa used to be very, very black in color because of smoke that became very uh, black. And uh, incense sticks, where to put? We used to bring one banana and put the incense stick there <laughs> in it. <laughs> and match well, candles. We didn't know what candles are. So empty match boxes, we put candles on that. So that is our um, candle stand. So this was the situation. And in fact, Lokamitra taught us so much. So we owe to him. We owe to Padma Vajra that they, because of them, uh, our movement started there. So, Bhante was there in 1979 and uh, I became a Mitra on 1st of March 1979. And my Mitra ceremony was done by Bhante Sangarakshita. And soon after three months, I got ordained. On 1st of June, I got ordained. And that too by Bhante Sangarakshita. So I am very, very fortunate enough. I can't imagine now that uh, anybody will become an order member just within three months. <laughs> but uh, let me say, I mean those who became order members, they were not doing anything about Buddhism. <laughs> Because that time Lokmitra wanted young people to run the moment. And we were very energetic, we were very enthusiastic. And Padma Vajra and Lokmitra, they found something in us and they recommended to Bhante and we were ordained uh, in 19, uh, just within uh, three months. Sudarshan and myself, we are from the same batch. So we got ordained that time. Sudarshan and myself, we became Mitra also at the same time. So, we are very close to each other. So, I really miss Sudarshan now. Uh, he is not there. He died uh, because of... His, he and his, his wife died in accident in 2009. So, uh, I should say that our time, it was uh, the progress uh, through irregular steps. We were not knowing anything, but we started learning Buddhism. But now, the progress is through regular steps. You know each and everything. And you know how to study, you know how to give talks. And we, that, that way, I always say that actually we went through irregular steps. And that was needed that time. But now, it is not needed that much. So, you are going through regular steps. Uh, our ordinations took place on one fort that is called Sinhagar Fort that is about 2000 feet high, high altitude and two ordinations took place there on that fort and one of them was ours. In our batch nine people got ordained, one uh, woman order member also got ordained with us. She is still alive, she is 84 but she can't walk. So she, uh, she is having wheelchair and five people died from our batch. One is in wheelchair, 
one left the order and only two people are remaining from that batch. So this is the situation that time. Okay, so I started, uh, as I said, I started the work in 1983 in Pimpri area and uh, I became the chairman of uh, Three, that 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 time it was called Trelokya Bodha Mahasangha Sahayaka Gana. Uh, so I became a chairman. I was chairman for five years. And in 1990, the big vihara in Dapodi, it was opened. It was inaugurated by Subhuti and Lokamitra. Bhante couldn't come on that uh, occasion. And afterwards, in 1991, I thought that I have worked for a long time in Pune and around Pune. So why not I go to other places and start something there. So I went to my hometown and I started a center there. Then I went to Hyderabad and I started a center there. So so my journey was like this. Coming, uh, coming to Pune, then going to Nanded, then from there going to Hyderabad and from there going to... Uh, Pune and this was going on for a uh, for a long time. I was a government servant. I was a research assistant in my department, and uh, after finishing twenty years of my service, I decided to give resignation, and I took voluntary retirement, and I started working full time. Of course, I was working, but I started full time. Uh, working for the movement and that is going on till today. I am a full-timer, I am a freelance worker, I am not paid by anyone but I want the Dhamma, I like the Dhamma and uh, I teach the Dhamma, I take retreats uh, and other things. So I like very much and I feel that until my death I am going to do this thing only, nothing else. I became an Anagarika in 2014, uh, February 2014 and it is also because I thought that my wife died, my daughter died and two sons are there, they are old enough. So let me have this another step and I took a vow and became an Anagarika in 2014. When I was in England for two years in 1999 and 2000. I am very fortunate enough that Arthapriya myself, we were the team members at Guhyaloka and uh, there were ordinations. I don't know how many people are here in uh, uh, from our batch. I, I don't know. Uh, so I was with him and uh, he's so kind. So I, I came to know that then, that time at uh, Guhyaloka. Jnana Vajra was there, Jnana Bandhu was there, uh, Priya, uh, this uh, Kulananda was there, Surata was there and Arthapriya and myself. We were team members. Uh, so I came to know many people and that time I, uh, I was at Vajraloka. For two years I wanted to go deep into meditation and learn some meditation and teach meditation. So I was there for two years and during that period I traveled uh, in many uh, countries in Europe and also in America and 
I saw many many centers in uh, in both these continents. But uh, I found that I mean there is no meditation center in Nanded uh, in India. So why not I start one meditation center, a retreat center at uh, uh, Nanded in Maharashtra because we got a land in donation, seven acres of land we got in don- donation. So I showed the pictures to Bhante and Bhante told to me, oh, it looks like it looks like England. I said, yes, it looks like England because there is a lake, there are hills, there are trees. So he said, what are you going to do? I said, I am going to start a retreat center there. Then I asked him after some time, I discussed with Subhuti as well and uh, I asked him, can I give your name to our retreat center? Then he stopped for a while and he said, let me uh, think about that. And after some time, after some days, uh, he decided that yes, he is ready to accept that uh, request. And he said, you can give my name to your meditation center. And its name is now Urgen Sangharakshita Meditation Center. So that is in Maharashtra, eastern part of Maharashtra. Uh, in the beginning, he said that that should be only for men. I said, okay, that condition is accepted. Then he said it should be uh, only for uh, uh, for uh, I mean w- only for meditations and only for men, not for women. I said, okay. I thought that he will change his mind afterwards. <laughs> and eventually, he changed his mind and he wrote to me that you can have. Uh, ladies retreats there, women can come there, you can have uh, a meditation and other retreats also in, uh, in that center. So now it is open to all. In the beginning it was not, it was very much <laughs> uh, restricted. But now though, no, no restrictions are there. Uh, this retreat uh, we have started in 2004, Subhuti has inaugurated it. It's a very big project and uh, uh, only one third part of it has been built. When I was in England for two years, I collected uh, donations, about 30,000 pounds I collected that time. And uh, I started uh, uh, building the buildings, but uh, the design is so big that I could not finish it and uh, many things are left half done. So, of course, we have... Uh, collecting donations and we are uh, I mean developing it slowly and slowly as uh, you know and uh, Charonalka also told you that I am also uh, the member of ordination team as Tara Rudaya is we are from men's side she is from women's side Uh, we have 15 order members main order members and as she said uh, we have uh, uh, requests, hundreds of requests. I I don't know the number exactly, but maybe seven, eight hundred to thousand requests of men, and she knows the correct figure of women, seven hundred and fifty. <laughs> so this much requests are there, and we are very few actually. Only fifteen people for eight hundred to thousand people. Uh, it's not enough. So we have to run. We have to take. Uh, retreat after retreat for those people and make them ready uh, for ordinations. We are doing doing our best. 
we are trying our best and many ordinations are taking place every year i think women are going ahead of us they they are making much progress maybe because of 20 women they have uh. <laughs> but uh, i'm not jealous about them <laughs> because yeah men and women we want order members whether he is a man or woman doesn't matter at all we want order members and we want to grow our movement we want to change the lives of our people and uh, that way uh we are doing our best and i think uh, my time is yeah uh so i should uh, tell something about padma vajra padma vajra is a very good friend of mine uh we were going to pimpri area where i started the first center uh we were going and uh, he was leading uh, the class he was leading the studies and we went there for one and a half year uh we went uh, he used to come by train i used to go by train with him then after finishing uh, the talk uh we were invited every time every week we were invited by someone to take food and after taking food padmavajra used to go to pune and i used to go to my place that was my uh residence at pimpri so padmavajra is very very dear to me he is my kalyan mitra subhuti is my kalyan mitra they are very very good friends of mine and uh, i learned a lot from him how to study how to give a talk that was learned from padmavajra and there is also one order member who was in india that is his name is purna now he has become a public preceptor recently uh, so he was also in india for 3 years and he was an anagarika ashwajit was an anagarika jyotipal was an anagarika that time and th- we have learned many many things from these people so we are very much grateful to all these people that they have actually uh, taught us and now i am standing it is because of all those people uh so i think uh, better i stop it here thank you very much <laughs>